0: Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns and Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snow Deal double G. Hi, this is Don Salad. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyoncé. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo! Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat. is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And once again, welcome to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I hope that everybody had a great weekend. We have got a lot to talk about on this show, including a very disappointing, the Atlanta Falcons. We all knew this was going to happen. This is a rebuilding year for the Falcons, but don't tell them that. Are you missing Dan Quinn yet? Falcons drop a heartbreaker to the Philadelphia Eagles, and it wasn't even competitive We have the University of Georgia getting a very impressive win over UAB. Stetson Bennett comes in and throws for five touchdown passes. A very impressive win. And the Atlanta Braves take two out of three against the Miami Marlins. We have a very jam-packed show. Going to recap the high school games on Friday night. Going to talk about the college football games. The new rankings just came out. And we also had the NFL Week 1, and I will preview Monday night's game between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Baltimore Ravens. So let's get right into the show. Of course, the Atlanta Falcons dropped that game to the Philadelphia Eagles 32-6, to and where do we go from here? I watched some of this game. Matt Ryan does what he normally does, drives the ball down to the field. The first two drives of the game, the Atlanta Falcons kick field goals. If you want to be an explosive dynamic offense with new head coach Arthur Smith you can't just settle for field goals where is the offensive schemes where is the game planning you have Mike Davis you have the two tight ends you can get a tight end package a red zone package that's why you drafted Kyle Pitts but then you also have Matt Ryan throwing incomplete passes when they have first and goal inside the five yard line and they come away with the field goal that is disappointing And the Eagles capitalized, and it was over from there. And the Falcons' defense is MIA. Their defense is a lot different from last season's defense. They don't have a pass rush. Their corners cannot keep up with the wide receivers for the Eagles. And Jalen Hurts, only doing his fifth start, looked like a pro out there. If your second-year quarterback outplays your 14-year veteran, there is something wrong there, and the Falcons have to fix it. And they better fix it quick because next week they're taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, and that defense for the Buccaneers who stopped the run against the Cowboys, what do you think they're going to do against the Falcons? The big problem for the Atlanta Falcons is their offensive line. Their offensive line is a mess. The Eagles have a pass rush with Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, and Matt Ryan was under duress all afternoon running for his life. Now, Matt Ryan is not the mobile quarterback like a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance or Russell Wilson. Matt Ryan is limited as a quarterback and his age is showing. And I hate to say this Falcons fans, but it's time to part ways with Matt Ryan. And I think that they need to draft a quarterback in the 2022 NFL draft. They should have drafted a quarterback this draft and let him be a backup under Matt Ryan and take over when Matt Ryan comes out of retirement or he has the big contract. They need to move off of that contract. That's exactly what they need to do, but they should have drafted Justin Fields. Justin Fields is just an explosive, electric rookie this season that should be a starter for the Bears, but I actually think that the Atlanta Falcons still have an easy schedule, but this was a wake-up call for a lot of Falcons fans because they were favored they were a three-point favorite against philly a team that's supposed to be rebuilding the question mark is is philly better than we think or are the falcons really this bad time will tell and i hope that the falcons can at least be competitive against the tampa bay buccaneers And, you know, I'm looking at some of the NFL scores. NFL Week 1, still teams building their identity. Teams trying to figure them out. And we see the pretenders and the contenders. I tell you what, the Arizona Cardinals look really good. 38-13 over the Tennessee Titans. Kyler Murray with five touchdowns. But Chandler Jones with five sacks. And guess what? The NFC West... All teams are 1-0. The Rams had an impressive victory over the Bears Sunday night. The 49ers survived a scare, but they were in control of that game against the Lions up 41-17 with two minutes left to go. I'll get into that real quick. And then the Seahawks had an impressive win over the Indianapolis Colts. Very impressive. This is the strongest division in football. And you look at everybody in the, in the NFC South – and you have the Saints, Buccaneers, and Panthers all winning, and the Falcons lost. So it's going to be a long season for Atlanta. But looking at some of the other games, I'm impressed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They won it with special teams. They had a very slow start in the first half, but they were able to beat the Buffalo Bills 23-16. to And the Bills were one of the favorites in the AFC. Another favorite, probably a a preview of the AFC Championship game, in my opinion, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland had a very big lead; they were up 15 to three, 22 to 10, and Patrick Mahomes just was doing Patrick Mahomes things. He comes back; he can get an 80-yard strike to Tyreek Hill whenever he wants. He's got Travis Kelsey, a reliable tight end in the red zone. And the Chiefs' defense stepped up when they needed to the most. When the Cleveland Browns had a 29-27 lead on the Chiefs, the defense stepped up for Kansas City. And Cleveland beat a Browns team that looks really good. So Patrick Mahomes, still the best quarterback in the NFL, getting that comeback win for Kansas City. Looking at some of these other games, you had the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Minnesota Vikings in overtime Jamar Chase doesn't look like a bust he had some drops in preseason but he looks solid and that is a good tandem between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase the Bengals get an impressive victory the San Francisco 49ers they were up 41 to 17 against the Detroit Lions first of all I got to say Jimmy Garoppolo. Played a great game. Trey Lance did come in and throw a touchdown pass to Trent Sherfield, And the Lions had some garbage touchdowns. They recovered an onside kick. The 49ers tried to ice it. Debo Samuel gets fumbled. And the Lions have the ball back with a chance to tie the game. A scary moment for the San Francisco 49ers. But the 49ers, their game plan was to make sure that they got out unscathed with injuries. Unfortunately... Raheem Mostert is going to be out for eight weeks. And their cornerback, Jason Verrett, is going to be out for the season with a torn ACL. There's talks that might get Richard Sherman back. It does look like that their talented rookie out of the fifth round, Lemier, has played all the snaps in the game, and he's looking solid on the corner. But they are very thin at corner. And hopefully, with the signing of Josh Norman... And also getting Emmanuel Mosley back from injury, hopefully they could solve that problem. But we look like they look like a team that has improved since last season. And I I still think they're one of the strongest teams in the NFC. <coughs> the New York Jets going to Carolina and taking on the Carolina Panthers. Very interesting game. Uh, Sam Darnold taking on his former team. But Zach Wilson, he's shown that he is a rookie and he had some mistakes. But he looks like he's gonna become the quarterback the Jets need. He just needs some weapons around him, and just teams, uh, coaching staff to coach him up. The debut of Trevor Lawrence going up against the Houston Texans. Who saw this coming? Houston beats the Jaguars thirty-seven to twenty-one. Tyrod Taylor had an incredible game for the Texans. Trevor Lawrence had three touchdown passes, but he also had three interceptions. And the Jaguars, who really don't have a whole lot of talent, just ran into a buzzsaw. Because the Texans do have talent on their team. They have Brandon Cooks as a good wide receiver. And who would have thought that the Houston Texans would have got that win. So very impressive by Houston. Like I said, the Seattle Seahawks beating the Indianapolis Colts. That There's no surprise there if you just let Russ Cook... The Seahawks' offense can be explosive. They have a new offensive coordinator. Their defense is solid enough to get stops. I think the Seahawks are going to be a great team. They take on the Titans next week. And then when they take on the San Francisco 49ers in Week 4, that could determine who is the top team in the NFC West. And both teams look really good. The Los Angeles Chargers get a big victory over the Washington football team, 20-16. to You got the Denver Broncos in the debut of Teddy Bridgewater getting a big win in the Meadowlands against the New York Giants. There's still a question mark at quarterback for Daniel Jones. I'm not sure if he's the guy in New York. And Denver, Teddy Bridgewater is a formidable backup, but he is a winner. When he comes in, he actually gets the job done. Unfortunately, they lost Jerry Judy, their talented wide receiver, to an injury. But they have a good tight end and Noah Fant, and Melvin Gordon is a good running back as well. Denver... If Denver starts becoming competitive, and you got the Chargers who won a game with Justin Herbert, it's going to be a challenge for Patrick Mahomes in this division. Now the teams in the AFC West start getting competitive. Wrapping up the Sunday night game, you had the Los Angeles Rams beating the Chicago Bears 34-14. to Matthew Stafford, very impressive in his debut. He has weapons. The Rams have the most complete team, in my opinion. I think they could challenge the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which they will play him coming up pretty soon. And like I said, the Rams are one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. But the barometer is how well will they face? How well will they play in the rest of the division with the Seahawks, 49ers, and Cardinals? We do have a Monday night game tonight. The Baltimore Ravens taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. The Ravens were snake bitten with multiple injuries, including Marcus Peters and J.K. Dobbins, and now Gus Edwards. They are thin at running back. That's why they signed Le'Veon Bell. And the Raiders are opening up that stadium at vegas finally what is the fans going to look like what are what is fans looking like in vegas how is it going to look for the raiders i'm looking forward to that is going to be exciting and you know i'm going to go ahead and get into college football because over the weekend the new college football rankings came out and no surprise, Alabama still number one after beating Mercer 48-14. to Mercer, the local school out of Macon, Georgia, putting up 14 against Alabama. And, of course, the media in Tuscaloosa is going to rip Nick Saban and say that their players weren't motivated. But this is only fuel to the fire. Alabama plays Florida in the Swamp next week. And Nick Saban could motivate his team to play up and they could clobber the Gators next week. But I also think if you look at the schedule, playing Florida in the swamp, this is going to be a challenge for the young Bryce Young. It is going to be a challenge for him to get up in a hostile environment on the road in the SEC. Georgia is still number two. After beating UAB, I'm very happy for Stetson Bennett. He was in place of JT Daniels. Hopefully JT Daniels will go in uh, this game coming up on Saturday. They take on South Carolina. But I was happy to see that the University of Georgia has a lot of depth and they played a lot of reserves and they were able to get this win against a UAB program that is one Conference USA. They're not no slouch. They're not an FCS program. They're actually a pretty good program. So this was a very impressive win. I am shocked, though, that Oregon upset Ohio State 35-28. to That jumped them up to number four in the rankings. Is this the year that the Pac-12 finally gets into the college football playoff? They have never been in the college football playoff. And Ohio State allowed the Oregon Ducks to come into the horseshoe in Columbus, Ohio, without their defensive star, Thibodeau. And run them out of the building, 35 to 28. There's a lot of work that the Buckeyes has to do if they want to make it to the college football playoff. They obviously got to win convincingly and ask for help in the Big Ten. Hopefully, Iowa keeps winning. Iowa jumped to number five in the rankings after beating their rival Iowa State in Ames, and Oklahoma beat Western Carolina 76 to nothing. But their their team, Spencer Rattler, with that with that game against Tulane. That dropped them in the rankings, and they have a tough test against the Nebraska Cornhuskers coming up this week. Clemson stands strong at number 6 as they beat South Carolina State 49-3. They take on Georgia Tech this Saturday. So good luck to the Yellow Jackets. Texas A&M, who barely skated by against the Colorado Buffaloes, in Denver 10-7, and they are still one of the top teams in the SEC. you got the Cincinnati Bearcats, they're 2-0. Can Cincinnati sneak into the college football playoff if they are still undefeated? And Oklahoma, Oregon, Ohio State, if they all have one loss, can Cincinnati sneak into the college football playoff? Luke Fickle has done a great job coaching up that team, and I think that the Cincinnati Bearcats could run the table, win the American, and go undefeated and get to a New Year's Six bowl game. Penn State. They beat Ball State 44-13. They're ranked 10th in the country. And they have a big contest next week. Saturday against the Auburn Tigers. Auburn going up to Happy Valley to take on the Nittany Lions. I cannot wait for this game. This is the game I'm really looking forward to watching. I know I want to see Alabama and Florida. But that game could be non-competitive. And Alabama could run Florida out of the building. But Auburn taking on a powerhouse like Penn State, James Franklin has coached in the SEC before. Auburn, who looks really good after beating Alabama State, they're on board with Brian Harson. The team and the fans, War Eagle, they love Brian Harson. Bo Nix, he's a third-year quarterback. He's got a lot of experience. Remember when Bo Nix was a freshman, he beat Oregon on a last-second play. Auburn plays up to big, plays big up to competition. They know how to play tough in these games. And I'm just impressed with this Auburn team so far. Yes, they haven't really played anybody in the schedule, but their offense looks great, and this will be the biggest test this season. So the Auburn Tigers taking on the Nittany Lions next week. And, of course, Florida taking on Alabama. You have Notre Dame taking on Purdue. They barely beat Toledo. They dropped to number 12 in the rankings. So two games so far, barely beating Florida State, a Seminoles team that lost to Jacksonville State. That was the big upset of week two crazy every now and then you see these fcs teams beat the fbs teams and jacksonville state has done it twice jacksonville state a couple years ago beat ole miss and now they beat florida state i remember they were a, a very competitive fcs team that almost beat auburn one year it's crazy shout out to the gamecocks over there in jacksonville alabama i tell you they look great ucla They look great as well. They'll take on Fresno State. Uh, UCLA is one of those teams that will challenge Oregon in the Pac-12 after getting an impressive win over LSU. And I'm buying into Chip Kelly. I'm buying into what he's doing over there in California. And all of a sudden, you look at Southern California and all the professional teams, college teams, NBA, hockey, they all look great. The Dodgers, the Lakers, the Clippers, UCLA, USC, and now the Rams and the Chargers. It is incredible what they're doing over in L.A. I'm looking forward to these college football matchups. Arkansas jumps up into the rankings. They're now 20th after beating Texas. And that was a welcome to the SEC moment for the Texas Longhorns. And Sam Pittman might have something going on in Arkansas They take on Georgia Southern next week, but after that, a tough test against Texas A&M. Could this be the year that Arkansas makes it back to a bowl game? They haven't been to a bowl game since Bobby Petrino was their head coach, but it just tells you I like what Sam Pittman is doing over there in Fayetteville. He's got the Arkansas Razorbacks playing tough. And Michigan got an impressive win over Washington. They're now 2-0 on the season and ranked 25th. So looking at the top 25 rankings, South Carolina, they barely—they got some votes, but now they play Georgia next week. And you got to watch out if you're a Bulldogs fan. This could be a trap game. South Carolina, two years ago, beat Georgia in overtime. They were unranked. And Georgia was ranked in the top five. I'm wondering, with Georgia ranked... Number two in the nation, is that going to put more pressure on the Bulldogs? Will they have a letdown game? I'm hoping not. All right, looking at the Atlanta Braves, they took two out of three against the Miami Marlins. They took two out of three against the Miami Marlins, and I got to say they're looking really good as they will take on the Colorado Rockies for a three-game series at Truitts Park tomorrow. The baseball season is winding down. The race I like to see is in the NL West, where you have the Giants that keep winning. They won seven straight, and the Dodgers keep winning. They're getting Clayton Kershaw back tonight. They will take on the Arizona Diamondbacks, and it is getting crazy out in the NL West as both teams are coming down to the wire to see who can win the NL West. Both teams are going to make the postseason, but it's nice to see this pennant race late in the baseball season. LaGrange College had their home opener at Callaway Stadium. You know, I was over there Friday night, and that is such a beautiful stadium. I love Callaway Stadium. We had a football game Thursday night. Callaway High School played, and then Friday night, LaGrange took on Columbus. LaGrange got the win there, and they're now 3 0. And then LaGrange College hosted Barry, and Barry got the win 34 21, but. Lagrange's freshman quarterback won Player of the Week for the USA South Conference in NCAA Division III, and Lagrange looks like they're starting to become competitive. And it's nice to see local college football in the valley. And I just I'm glad that Lagrange College was able to play a game against Barry College. The Panthers looking good, but. We have breaking news. USC fires Clay Helton after an ugly loss to Stanford. This is the right move. He should have been fired last year. USC was a pretender because of the pandemic. USC looked good on paper. They were going into the Pac-12 championship undefeated. But Clay Helton, that was a very bad loss against the uh, the Stanford Cardinal that looked like a team that's rebuilding. And so who is going to go coach at USC? I know that Steve Sarkeesian used to be over there, Lane Kiffin. You got to get a big name. You got to get somebody that is maybe Urban Meyer comes back to college. And if it doesn't work out in the NFL, that job has to be a big name. Right now, Tom Herman is unemployed. He needs to get a job. I think that coaching matters. It makes all the difference. Look at what Greg Schiano's doing over at Rutgers. They're now 2-0. I think coaching matters, and I think they need to get a big hire. It's Los Angeles. It's one of those markets where USC is more popular than UCLA. And if UCLA starts beating US- USC as bad as they are with Chip Kelly, they need to get a coach that can recruit and also a coach that can compete with Chip Kelly. All right, as many of you know, I'm very invested in high school football here in the Chattahoochee Valley. That includes East Alabama and West Georgia. And over the weekend, we had some high school games. The high school game of the week was incredible. You had Troop County going up against Hardaway at Connect Stadium. Hardaway had a 28 to 3 lead. Troop County comes all the way back and they win it 41-34 in overtime. Troop County is now 2-1 and on the season. You had Carver beating Kendrick. No problem there. Of course, LaGrange got the win against Columbus. Central is now 4-0 after beating Jefferson Davis. And they have a big game next week against Enterprise. Congratulations to Russell County. This is the school that IPA announced for. They got a big 35-20 win over Valley. The Rams over there. And that's their first Wheat region win. And they will take on Lee Montgomery this Friday night. I will be announcing that game. I will also go Facebook Live before kickoff. And congratulations to the Warriors. Carvin Montgomery defeats Park Crossing. Now, Park Crossing had a 9-0 lead in that game. And then Carvin Montgomery came back and won that game. You had Opelika. They're now 2-2 and on the season after defeating Ufala. You have Auburn that defeated Dothan. Prattville defeated Smith Station. And Beauregard. They lost to Holtzville. Beauregard's now 2-2 two and two on the season. Glenwood came back, and they won against Valiant Cross. I just love high school football. I will get into Week 4's matchups on Friday's show. You don't want to miss it, because I'm going to go Facebook Live, and I'm going to talk about all the high school scores in the Chattahoochee Valley. I'm looking forward to that show. I really am. Well, that's the show. That's all I have for this show. Don't forget. I know that I'm doing the show on Facebook Live, but this podcast will be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Anchor or Google Cast. Wherever you get your podcast, it will be on. Don't forget about yeah. Don't forget about tomorrow's show. I'm going to start doing the show in the afternoons. I feel like I get more audience as of course I'm doing the show Facebook Live. Had a couple of viewers already. I like that. I'm starting to get more fans, more listeners, more followers on Twitter. As I grow my audience, we get into high school football, and I will talk about everything that's going on in the world of football. This is where my audience grows the most. So everybody have a great remaining day. I hope you enjoy your evening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody.